hey hey i hope you're having a, an amazing day um this episode i get the opportunity to sit down with ben higgs ben is the founder of rise foundation which is an initiative to help with mental health awareness uh, and he's a massive supporter of suicide prevention in australia uh i haven't known ben all that long maybe about 18 months or so but in that short time i've grown to admire and very much respect who he is as a person, but also what he sets out to do and his, his mission that he um, has around mental health awareness. He may look like a mean motherfucker, but he's actually salt of the earth, family guy, all around great human. So it was an absolute pleasure to sit down with Ben in his home suburb of Maroubra. So I hope you enjoy this episode as much as I enjoyed chatting with Ben. We're on, Benny boy. We're on. We're on. Um, okay. Mate, I always like to set the scene, and you brought me somewhere pretty fucking nice. We're in Maroubra. Um, I should say that first and foremost. And we're in a tranquil back garden of a cafe, right? <laughs> yeah, mate, this, it's sort of... Um, mate, the, the cafe was owned by a good friend of mine, um, and it's sort of where I base... All my meetings out. No, really? this, this is sort of my <laughs> all HQ. your dealings. Yeah, this is my HQ down here. Um, one because like it's more comfortable than sitting in an office. Um, I don't have an office, um, and like you said, mate, we're sitting in a back garden. It's nice and sunny. Yeah, there's a little fish pond. I don't know whether people can hear that on the mic, but there's a little water feature, mate. The, the, I don't know if the fish are still alive. I'd, I've caught quite a few kids. Peeing in the you pool. Caught quite Maybe. a few fish off yeah. there. Yeah. Oh no, I've caught my my young bloke pissing in the pool a few times. <laughs> so I don't know how how healthy the fish are. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. Um, and just out of curiosity, are we under a flight path here? I think we are. So yeah. I did I did one yesterday in Marrickville. Yeah. Fuck. Couldn't have been more under the flight path. Yeah. No. I don't. It's think like it being on the tarmac. Yeah. I don't th- don't think it'll be as bad as Marrickville. <laughs> Fucking hell. Felt like they was going to land in the front yard or something. Um, so what's the latest, buddy? Mate, latest. Um, so I've just been up in North Queensland, up in Moorumbah. Yeah. Um, which is two and a half hours west of Mackay. Right. So it was hot. Um, it was about 36 degrees every day. Yeah, right. Yeah, which was a bit of a shock. Um, yeah, hour from the nearest town, hour on the highway to the nearest town, uh, and a straight mining town. Up there doing some uh, some work for Mental Health Week and teaching some mental health first aid courses. Yeah, right. Yeah, it was go good. well. Like recept- receptive bunch. Yeah, really good, really good. Um, you know, like the epitome of sort of a, a country town. Yeah. Um, there's no cinema in town. There's a Coles. A it, work- is it a town that only exists as a consequence of the mine? Yes. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So it's a purpose-built town. You know, there's. Um, I think there's four camps in town um, for the for the work for the miners, but I think there's two takeaway food shops, a Coles, one clothing shop. Um, Did you get anything nice? No, no. <laughs> Target Country doesn't really appeal to my sort of look, but I mean there's a workers club, a pub, the footy club, and the bowling club. So right, I reckon there's a common trend amongst all those places and it's fucking booze right yeah but so what what is there is there anything to do outside of having a having a skewy with the boys like mate there was uh the local pool 
which was which was a nice relief. Uh-huh. Um, and there was a, a gym, 24-hour gym. Yeah. But other than that, I mean, it, it's it's a purpose-built mining town, so the guys are working 12-hour shifts. Right. And and the the funny thing is, they're not so really they, they, they can't really drink. So. Right. Yeah. So they do the 12 hours on 12 off. Is that right? 12 off. Yeah. And then once they're say so let's do that do that for two weeks, and then they bugger they, off. They fly home. Gotcha. Yeah. So it's not like. You particularly got heaps of time to to unwind and no, not take really. in the no. sights of the town. No, your... I think because some of them stay out at the camp uh, at, on site, and then some come into town. Where there's a few camps, right? Um, so I think they're allowed a couple beers, but I mean, they're getting in at four in the afternoon. You got to shower, you got to eat, mm. and then they're up at four to go again. So mm. you got to, you know, they're tucked away in bed pretty early. And what do they do for food? Like, Mate, so the, the camp the camp I was at had had a mess. Yeah. So it's like um. Now it's open for breakfast. Uh, you got lunches you can take with you, and you got it's open for dinner. And they got mate, they had like four chefs in there. It was pretty good food. Yeah, like it was it was a, like a smorgasbord. You just grab what you want and everything. So mate, I loved it. It was a good town. It was, you know, for me, it's the only it's the first time I've ever been to a place like that. Well, it's I think it's very easy to forget that that makes up a lot of Australia. Those those towns, yeah. you know yeah. what I mean? Like if you're a city dweller, like we are. Like it's very, very easy to forget that Mate, most yeah. people live in a you know a size of that description of to a greater or lesser extent, you know. Yeah, it was um, it was really weird at first. Like I, I flew into Emerald, so I flew from Sydney to Brisbane, Brisbane to Emerald, um, and Emerald was like a you know like a town down the south coast, so it was pretty big. Um, I sort of judged places on you know. If what does have, it compare to? Like, oh well, if they have a McDonald's, right, it sort of means that they've got a certain amount yeah, of population. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, Emerald was pretty big and was like driving down the south coast. But then, you know, it was like a two-hour drive, two and a half to um, Moomba, and it was nothing. Yeah, there was nothing. Like it was just countryside, you know, and uh, very dry. Flies. Uh, not too many. I think it was too. It was too dry. No, really. Yeah. I, I went to the desert. It's actually where my son was conceived. Not that he needs to hear that. Um, <laughs> but uh, and I was like, we went out to the Flinders Ranges, and then we headed north up to Lake Eyre. When it was, I mean, it's dry most of the time, but it was just yeah, a, a dry salt yeah. lake. And fuck, the flies were just—it was like plague proportions. Yeah, like you had to had to wear one of those, you know, broad-rimmed hat with the net and and yeah, secure right. it off around your neck. But yeah. it wasn't like that. Nah, I've ne- I've never been out. That's probably as far west as I've been. Like as Balmain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, that's that's the running joke around here. If you if you go across Anzac Parade, you're out west. But um, no, like that's probably as as far into the countryside as I've ever been. Um, Where are you from then? I'm from Maroubra. Yeah, right. Yeah, I'm born and bred. Am I, am I speaking to a bra boy? No, no, no. <laughs> I grew up probably ten minutes. Uh, so actually at Malabar, which is the next suburb along, um, but spent all my life down here. Yeah, right. Um, surfing down here. Yeah, my. Uh, it's well, funny. What does it take to be a bra boy then? If you're not one, if you're born and bred here and you surf. I I, I don't know. It's a, it's a. Or do you not want to talk about it? No, no. It's <laughs> it's one of those things. I consider myself a Maruba bloke. Yeah. You know. Um. You know, it's funny around here. We um. You know, my mum's front door looks directly at the jail, uh, Long Bay Jail. Uh huh. And, uh, and on the other side of Malabar, you've got the sewerage treatment plant. 
Um, so, you know, growing up, no one really wanted to live around here, and Maruba was all housing commissions. Yeah. But um, you're lucky to be able to afford any of these days. Yeah, yeah. It's all changing, isn't it? Yeah. So, that, so you, um, yeah, a lot of my friends have moved down here and sort of hillside and, like, it seems to be, you know, as we sort of populate the eastern suburbs more and more, like, you have to go further afield to get affordable accommodation. You know? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean... The, the, the best thing, or one of the best things down here is, um, yeah, Maroubra is the last beach with no parking meters. Mm. You know, I love that. Yeah, it's unreal. So it's still and, o- and opposite the beach is like a smash repair, and like it hasn't been taken over yeah, by. Yeah, you know, we've got the pub, um, but there's you know there's no backpackers or anything down here. Yeah, there's no hostels or that. So it's it's still a very uh, community sort of beach. Mm. So it's still got that 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 old school feel, you know, which is good. Um, you get mobbed on the weekends, though, eh? Like, if yeah, it's, if yeah. it's a nice day. Well, yeah, you know, like, as you said, you know, everyone's sort of, you know, people that grew up, you know, in Bondi and stuff that are around our age that, you know, their parents grew up there, their parents live there, they can't afford it over there, so they've moved down here this way, mm. where it's always been a bit cheaper, um, you know, and the population getting bigger around the area. And how's um, Little Bay? Like, that's all changed now, eh? Like, that's, how, that's crazy. Yeah. That's so crazy down I there I remember now. driving down there when I was... You know, 20, 15 years ago, and there was just like a collection of houses, and that was about it, and a beach, and yeah. Now it's all and you can't move down there on the nah, weekend. No, nah. yeah, yeah. Mental. It's um well, especially with the the new housing estate out there now. So it used to be the hospital, um, Prince Henry Hospital. Now it's all housing and stuff. And that little beach out there is magic. You know, it's good. You can. I, I, w- I went down there last summer thinking it would be like a little little escape away from the you know traps trappings of bondi and mate we couldn't get a park and then when we got a park like you couldn't get a square inch of fucking sand yeah yeah <laughs> and insane. i love it down there too because you can take the dog to little bay um so it's good like that so you know especially in summer you want to be able to take the dog for a swim somewhere but yeah it's just the amount of people that are getting down there now you know and i think people are catching on to the fact that you I'll probably let the cat out of the bag too that you don't have to pay for parking. Yeah, you're, you're going to be swamped now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's your fault. Yeah. Mate, we met probably about a, a year ago, maybe a bit more. A bit longer. Um, yeah. I remember I met you at a gym in Potts Point with a mutual friend, Clint. We had a training session, and I want to talk to you about what you did after that training session, immediately after. Oh, no, it was before. You were lying on the floor. Do you remember? Yeah. Um, and Clint sort of winked at me and said, watch this. Well, I wasn't sure what I was waiting for. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you, I don't know, you, I'm, I don't know how to, I'll butcher it if I try to describe it. Like, what? Tremor therapy. Yeah. 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 How was that? Mate, it, um, so it was taught to me by uh, a physio, Mark Mitchell. Um, yeah, so it's, it's our, what's the easiest way to explain it? is it's your body's way of releasing stress and trauma out of itself um so if you think uh if you ever see like a dog almost get hit by a car you see it shaking after it almost get hit yeah if, so, or you see you know like you watch um or if you know if someone jumps out at you from you know you're walking down the hallway at home and someone jumps out of a cupboard and, and scares you and, and you know and you've you got kids haven't you yeah i do have kids that's <laughs> and i'm the one jumping out and scaring <laughs> yeah. them. but you know you get the shakes that's not because you're scared. It's your body's way of releasing the trauma out. But we're so cognitively built now that we've forgotten to do it. So all animals do it. 
Uh, if you watch a docker, you see like a um, a zebra getting chased by a lion or something, and it'll shake after it. its hind legs will shake. It's releasing all the stress and trauma out. Yeah, right. So it's just our way. It's just a way of uh, of resetting ourselves and teaching yourself how to do that again. Yeah, right. Um, so it's kind of for, for those who've never come across it or ex- seen anyone do it. Like your whole body is in this like. Uh, like quivery yeah it almost looks juttery. like an epileptic fit yeah I wasn't sure whether to call triple zero or give you mouth yeah, to mouth yeah. or and, and it's very confronting to see uh, for the first time and that's all involuntary yeah yeah so it's not like you're under a trance or anything like that it, it's a it's a breathing pattern and a relaxation and just letting yourself actually go so you know, some, you know we, we hold so much stress in our body um you know, and you know, sometimes when you're, you're pent up and you go to sleep at night, just before you fall asleep, yeah. your arm or your leg yeah, will twitch yeah, yeah. out. We catch ourselves. Yeah. You, know, you always catch yourself in yeah. that shit. Like, yeah. But it's actually about just letting that go. And right. and like when you've got a sneeze stuck in your nose, you're not forced, you're not faking a sneeze, but you will it out. Mm. It's actually willing that on yeah, and letting right. it take over. Um, so is that a... Do you use that as a therapeutic tool, not not just associated with training? You just use that as a therapeutic tool day yeah, to day? Or? Yeah, I, I, most nights I'll do it for about 10 minutes before oh, bed. Oh, really? Um, just because it just releases all that stress out of the body. Yeah, right. Um, you know... You know, especially like, uh, from, you know, if you sit at a, at a desk all day and you're hunched over or, you know, you're training or you're under, you know, your normal stress, the, the, the feeling after it is like that feeling you get when you walk out of a massage. Yeah, right. Yeah. And how, how easy is it to get to the point where you can just kind of turn it on? Like, does it take... Really easy. No. It's so simple. Uh, so, when I was up in Moomba after the... One one course one day, I had a few people stay back. I talked about it, yeah, uh, and had a few people stay back and you know and showed them it. And within a couple minutes, a few of them it was really evident. You know, you could see their legs and their hips shaking. Yeah, right. Some people it takes a while because it's such a mental thing that you can feel it coming, but yet you can't let go. You know, yeah, you, right. you catch yourself. So some people it takes so a it's while. It's almost like a guided meditation if you like like in terms of like you can talk someone into that yeah, state yeah yeah right. yeah, yeah. Uh, and one of the girls said she went home that night and did it before bed as well yeah right yeah so yeah it's it's um there's a guy on the gold coast that does you can people do it under weights so on on machines right um yeah it's crazy yeah well, you'll have to show me later mate. yeah 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 <laughs> It's it's very confronting for people to see for the first time, like you said that day. Yeah, when you I was like, in. "What the? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Clint is here, right? Like, yeah, yeah. That was interesting. So, what's it called again? Um, they call it TRE uh, online. There's companies, especially in America, that call it TRE. Right. But the guy who showed me just called it tremor therapy. Tremor therapy. Okay. Yeah. And so then after that incident, and then after that training session we had yep. you then embarked on a epic walk yeah do you want to do you want to tell us a little bit about that yeah so um myself and five mates um we walked from gold coast back to sydney um so 15 days so it was 60 k's a day for 15 days yeah right um yeah i think 916 something kilometers all up no buses or anything no buses uh we had 
two support cars. Yeah. Um, it was actually a, a year ago. You're getting memories on your Facebook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Facebook, yeah, that, that's unreal. Um, so I think we were day 14 or something now, or 13 now, a year ago. So, yeah, so how it started, I, um, I, I, I woke up one day, and so I, I have bipolar. Um, and in a sort of a manic uh, episode, I just thought it was going to be sweet for me to put <laughs> shoes on. And, um, and I did. I put my shoes on and said to my wife, I'm going. She said, where are you going? I said, I'm going to walk to Queensland. <laughs> um, and she's like, what? And I said, yeah, I'm just going to walk to Queensland. I've got some sandwiches. I'm off. Yeah. Well, I wasn't even that prepared. I was just shorts, <laughs> t-shirt, and a pair of sneakers. Sunscreen. Yeah. And she's like, you know, you're an idiot. Like, get inside and everything. So, yeah, luckily, she, you know, she co- collared me. But then a couple of mates found out that that's what I wanted to do and they were like you're going to do it aren't you and I was like yeah I'll... now that I, it's in my head I've got to do it yeah, they're right. like well let's do it properly let's all do it yeah. um, and so we're going to walk Sydney to Gold Coast and um, me and one of the boys Snowy were actually driving the route because we had to lodge with the New South Wales police every every part we're going to walk on and halfway up while we're driving it he's like why don't we walk down here <laughs> I was like, what is, like, well, if you think about it, Sydney's downhill from the Gold Coast. <laughs> you mean it's south of? Yeah, but he was, like, he was trying to say, like, yeah. in our head, yeah. you can just picture it's downhill. I was like, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. And, and then it was also, like, the six of us are from Sydney. Why are we walking away from home? We should be walking to home. Yeah, you kind of want to cross the finish line with your friends and yeah. family in your yeah. home city, right? Yeah, and, um, and mate, it just, it was a year planning. And it just, it turned into something so Mate, it was a good job, I reckon, you didn't walk out of the house that morning. It was, it was. If it took a year to plan. Yeah. Um, but it ended up, the, the, the it was going to be six months later, and then we pushed it another six months, and it, and it was the best thing we could have done. Because in the end, like, we didn't just walk. We, um, you know, we stopped off at, at sporting clubs, at schools, at communities. Yeah. Um, and got to really meet a lot of people. Um, and chat with a lot of people. You know, there was a little town, uh, Nowandock, on top of the Great Divide and Range. There's like 30 people that live there. And there was like, they're all on farms and there's a police station in the middle. So I just rang the local police officer and just said, look, we're coming through. There's nowhere to stay. Can we camp on your lawn? She's like, look, leave it with me. I'll look after you. And we got there and every, she'd gone out to each farm and every family came into the like little community hall at the police station and it brought us all food and drink and had a barbecue and you know like so and that was at each town yeah right. and and that was the best part about it um you know like for us in the end it was six blokes walking along having a laugh bagging each other you know it became like a boys trip because that's how you got through East, you know. <coughs> but you, you get to meet like the quintessential Australian that way. Hundred percent. You know, people you know? Had, people would stop on the on the road and like, what are you what are you guys doing? The fuck are you doing? Yeah, because we're in like, you know, part of it. We had to wear fluoro gear to be seen on yeah. the road and all that. So we're in bright yellow shirts. We look like a soccer team walking along. Yeah. You know, people are like, what are you idiots doing? <laughs> like, oh, we're walking to Sydney. <laughs> you know, people think we're we're taking the piss. You know, Getting broken out of jail or something. Yeah. Well, coppers pulled up outside of Armadale and they're like. What are you doing? We're like, we're walking to Sydney. He's like, no, nah, like, he thought our car had broken down. 
like, no, when we told him, he's like, you fucking boys are kidding, aren't you? <laughs> and, um, you know, we got into town and, and all the local coppers had come in. They bought us dinner and stuff, you know. Yeah, was, amazing. You know, people in, you know, we'd come into towns and, uh, you know, the local pub would hear about what we're doing because we'll ring the local radio station. Yeah. And they'd pay for our accommodation and stuff oh, like really? that. Yeah. Mate, it was unreal. It was, so you were getting, like, press and media along the way. Like, it would have been, like, almost snowballing. Yeah, yeah. Or they, you know, phone ahead phone the town yeah well, lucky the track. one of the boys uh brownie darren brown he used to play footy for south and everyone you know um and so he, he loved it he just as we're coming into town you know they've got the big billboards <coughs> with the local radio station yeah, yeah he just ring them up and just say you know this is what we're doing and, and they just put it out over the radio you know people come and beat their horns and yeah awesome yeah it was good you know it was i'd never do it again there's no, no. way i'd do it again but it's you was know there the were, uh, what were the trials and the tribulations like or gossip for that matter Mate, like sore feet, sore back. Mate, yeah, my feet went rotten. So, um, so the heels of my feet—they call it trench foot. Ugh. It was like milky white with like black rot through it. We had one Fuck day where it, it was like. <coughs> what do you mean black rot? Like, yeah, it was like just because they're always wet and to, damp. Yeah, and so we had one day where it was sidewards rain for a whole day. Um, and so you know you're walking with your feet are strapped, you you got socks on your shoes, they're wet, you know. Um, so my feet just went milky, sort of <laughs> soft. <laughs> and then from continually walking on them, there was like rot all through my through my heels. Fuck. Yeah, one of the boys ended up in hospital, Macca. Um, he ended up with cellulitis, which I've just recovered from, um, just from his body being so worn down. Really? Yeah. Um, you know, everyone, and it was typical Macca we took with us because he's a sports masseuse. Right. So every day he was like walking, and then at night he he was getting the table out and fucking massaging us and that. Um, you know, everyone's back was crook, everyone's hips and knees. Yeah. You know, because we were camping most nights, so you yeah, know, you're sleeping on a hard in, floor and. Yeah, you're sleeping in um, swags, you know, at night. Mm. Two of the boys had a, had a, had slept in the van. Yeah. But most of us were in swags. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, it was good. It was good. Do you have, any, have any blues, any fallouts? We did. We, um, <laughs> I think the fourth day, we, um, everyone was just getting on each other's nerves. You know, you. You're pushing yourself physically and mentally each day, and you know by the third day you've got nothing left to talk about. You know, <laughs> you're running, very early on, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you, you know, you sort of run out of things to talk about, and everyone's, you know, everyone wants to be a chief sort of thing and say we should do this, and yeah, we'd gotten into Gosford, not Gosford, um, Grafton, and yeah, everyone was just on a point. Don't fucking talk to me. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And then, um, you know, we we'd had a the two local footy clubs had invited us to a night at the club and then some of the boys didn't go and then Snowy was in hospital he'd but he had shin splints and um and it just boiled over the next morning really and so we sort of just had to, all right everyone come in and we had like a five minute get it off your chest where it was all right just say what you got to say to each other yeah and it was just cathartic yeah and everyone was just into <coughs> each other Right. And then it was just, all right, everyone got it off their chest. Yeah, sweet. <laughs> we, sent, good? we sent two of the boys off together who was who had sort of got a bit heated. We're like, all right, you two walk. We'll catch you up. Yeah, and, and you two sort it, sort yourselves out. And after that, it was good. Yeah, everyone, right. everyone sort of got on Acclimatised a... and... Yeah, and everyone got on an even page and we knew what was pissing everyone off. Yeah. And it's like, all right, well, I know now. I'll Give know. you some breathing space. That's and, it, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was good. And what, what was it for, Benny? Like, what was the? So we, we 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 raised money for Suicide Prevention Australia. Yep. Um, and yeah, and it was really good. And 
as I said, we stopped along at like you know we a couple of schools, sporting clubs, and so we got to speak to them just about what we were doing and why we were doing it, and, and just getting a message out. Um, you know, it was good, and it, and it tied in well. It was during Mental Health Month, um, so it was really good, and just being able to go and you know see how you know people li people live. We say you know we're from you know I'm from Maroubra. But at the end of the day, you're talking to these people, and our problems are the same as their problems yeah. when you boil it down. Yeah. Um, you know, none of us are that different. Um, you know, so it was good just to be able to go out and speak to these people. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So, so your passion is obviously mental health and suicide prevention. Is that? Yeah. Has that sort of stemmed from your bipolar? Like, is yeah. So I, 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 I um, I always thought I had depression, um, from from a teenager. Um, and was and was treated as such. Uh, I think two years ago I was reassessed and, and they said it was bipolar. Um, and it comes from that and also you know I've, I've lost a, I've lost a couple of friends um, to, to their own mental health um, you know and, and this area especially has been devastated uh, too many times oh, really? uh, to su because of suicide. Um, and it stemmed from that. Young guys. Yeah, yeah, and especially for me, I, I lost you know one of my best friends. I think seven years ago now, yeah. uh, Rod. Um, you know, and and what what got me most about that is I was going through my own struggles at the time, um, dealing with myself um, and not knowing how to deal with it. And uh, and Rod was going through some hard times as well. And Rod kept ringing me up and was reaching out. And was you know wanted let's catch up let's do this mm. and, I, and I was too too busy in in my own stuff mm. uh, and then the next phone call I got was to say that we lost Rod mm, you know um, and you know for me I, I carry that each day you know I'm not saying that I I was the person that could have saved him mm. um, but I might have been mm. you know or, or I might have been able to help him but I, I didn't know that at the time. Uh, and so for me that was that's sort of been the, the kick along to to get out and to you know, to educate myself uh, in what we can do for each other. Yeah, right. And and to try well, and it's push. It's very honourable what what you do. I don't know whether people know what you do day to day, into, like in the background of yeah. your, your normal working life and family life. But, yeah. You know, I've got a lot of admiration for what you do. Thank you. Because um, you know, I was fortunate and unfortunate to live in Watsons Bay for a couple of years. Yeah. And I was lived on Gap Road. Yeah, right. Yeah. So like two, two houses from the gap yep which is the infamous jump spot yep and you hear about it well you don't hear about it in the press but you know that it's an infamous yep. jump spot mate i would see police rescue helicopters i would say at least twice a week yep and you're like fuck man like there was christmas eve one year i was there four teenagers jumped together and it's just fucking heartbreaking yeah you know like but having said that in the last, I don't know, five, six, seven years, there's been all these movements and initiatives around mental health, particularly men, men men's yeah. health, that it's just, uh, it's a different landscape now. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm sure a decade ago, you know, someone like your friend or someone in a similar situation would be like, fuck, where do I turn? But now I feel like there's so many, so many more campaigns and yeah. charities and helplines that at least we're stepping in the right direction. We are, know? we are, you know, and it's good. Um, you know, like you, you know, 
Movember's about to come up. You know, that that's a big one. Uh, you know, and it's really good. But where I'm trying to steer things is, you know, there, there's that big word awareness that gets put around. For me, I think the awareness is there now. Um, and it's good. It's, you know, heavily important. For me, I want to take it a step further and, and, and make it about education. Yep. Um, you know, educating ourselves on not just what, you know, what it's all about, but what we can do to help each other. You know, I had a chat to a bloke this morning and, and he was saying, you know, mental health, you know, all this. And I said, well, you know, everybody has mental health. We all have physical health. We all have mental health, you know, and we all slip alongside. They call it a continuum. Mm. You know, you wake up in the morning, you might stub your toe and you go into a bit of a bad mood. But you go outside and you jump in your car, a good song on, you've got an easy drive to work, you slip into a into a better way, you know, and, and the same as our physical health slides, you know. So, but what when we talk about mental health, we always picture the bad side of it, mm. um, you know, and, and what sort of might differentiate is that, you know, what we, what we actually think of mental health might actually be mental illness, mm. you know, and it's, you know, so I teach mental health first aid now, um, which is similar to St. John's first aid. You know, it's not teaching people to be doctors or be psychiatrists or anything like that, but it's offering someone that initial support, you know. Um, sort of almost identifying signs or symptoms. Yeah. And then, yeah, right. Okay. And, and, and how to, and how to you know, it's, it's how to carry someone from, from where you are in contact with them to the proper help, you know. So, you know, I always put it, you know, back to physical health because that's what everybody knows if someone comes up to you on the on the street and they've got a big gash down their arm well we all know to put pressure on the mm. on the cut and get them to a doctor mm. but what if you see someone down on the promenade of the beach and they're in a mental health crisis you yeah. know or you know yeah, you're, it's, you're, yeah, it's really important your, your colleague at work or your, your friend or your brother or sister and you know you can see that you know you might be able to see the signs of they're developing a mental illness um, and you know and like that cut on the arm as Getting hold of it as early as possible is mm. the best way to, to mm. get treatment, you know, mm. is, is the best time. So is this, this sort of mental health first aid thing, is that something that you've curated, no. like conjured up? No, I, I wish I was that smart. <laughs> 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 no, 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 it was uh, it was developed by a couple of professors uh, a fair few years ago, um, and it's, it's an Australian, it's an Australian uh, initiative, um, and, and the best rap that I can put on it, uh, and the best sort of thing for it to, to prove its worth, is that it's been developed in over 22 countries now. Yeah, right. Um, so they've taken the Australian model and just, you know, translated replicated it and yeah. replicated it into into those countries, you know. So, you know, that's a that's a testament to how good and yeah. how effective this course is. Yeah, right. So um, you do that and then you also do this annual treadmill challenge, right? Yeah. Which kind of went to the next level this year because you got um, Anytime Fitness yeah. on board. So, yeah, so PPP for SPA. Um started six years ago now here at Maroubra um, myself and a couple of friends uh, it was after we lost uh, Ben Roper who was a Maroubra bloke um, and was sort of the epitome of uh, a character around here um, much loved um, we lost him to suicide and so a couple of us got together and we're going to run the Sydney Marathon to raise money yep. for suicide prevention in Australia um, but then we thought you know what we, we run a marathon it's done in a day. People can't really. People can donate, but they can't yeah. really get involved. Join in. Yeah. What can we do? And so it's snowboard ideas, snowboard and snowboard, and turn into the treadmill run. 
Um, yeah, two treadmills at Maroubra turn into um, 22 around the country this so year. So the idea is that the, it's 24 hours and the treadmill belt has got to keep going. There's got to, yeah. always got to be somebody running on the... Yeah, so it's not, you know, not um, single people running for 24 hours. Um, people run for 15 minutes or half an hour or as long as they oh, want. I've been to a few of them and yeah. it's, there's a lot of... It's like herding fucking cats, right? Like, there's a lot of organisation that's gone on there behind is. to get it. You know, there's treadmill one, the treadmill six, and 15 minute intervals for 24 hours. That's yeah. a, a lot of people, a lot of organising. Yeah, like yeah, mate. It, it almost broke my relationship. Almost broke my marriage. Uh, almost broke a couple more. Yeah, right. Over the years, <laughs> uh, organising it almost broke friendships. Um, but it, it's so good, you know. And as as I said, it's it's snowballed. You know, people have taken it. You know, it was at seven different spots this year. Um, and, you know, those other six spots are people that have just heard about it and have decided to, they want to join in and help out. What do you mean, six other spots? So six other locations across the country. Right. So it was at seven different locations in five states this year. Right. Um, so it's the biggest, it was the biggest event in Australia. But I, I, I thought because you got Anytime Fitness on all the, all, but you're talking about outside of that. Yeah, so right. outside of the Anytime one, um, they were just people from their local communities that put it on. Yeah, right. So they turned it into the biggest event in Australia of its kind for biggest event in Australia for mental health and suicide prevention. That's fucking awesome, man. Yeah, and then Anytime Fitness heard about it, um, and they wanted to take it on, uh, and it went into 274 gyms across the country. Yep. Turning it into the biggest event in the world. Yeah, right. Yeah, so it's good on you, man. Yeah, it's made it's it's crazy that it's. Where, where do you go next year though? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Depends how the marriage is going. Yeah, yeah. It's sort of good now. It's, it's you know, it's it's got to the point now yeah, where you must have had more people on board. So yeah, it kind of takes us. I um, I was a, off you. I was a bit of a micromanager at first. You yeah. know, like you know, and, and when I say I, you know, there was there was so many people helping out. You know, um, so many people along the way have helped out that you know, there's, there's it's impossible for me to have done it on my own, and and, and, I, and I would never try and claim it as just me it's only your name on the t-shirt so mate. yeah yeah <laughs> mate, your, I, your face i've done everything i can to make sure that my face <laughs> is not the face that's out there because no one want, no I one this was, was you yeah 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 <laughs> mate it was good the the guy i started it with spook we had a we had a perfect relationship because he loved being in front of the camera right and i hate it yeah so it was, it was uh, we worked perfect together yeah right so but uh, you must have to get up and talk and do presentations yeah I, mate i don't mind that that that's fine but it's the the it, whole publicity stuff right really um is it just i mean you're comfortable here right yeah yeah but is it is it, is it the in the act of someone putting a camera in your face is it just the camera or is it i've got a face for podcast mate <laughs> <laughs> i didn't want to say but yeah 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 i knew what you were getting there <laughs> but no you know that the whole being on camera and stuff and that is is not me and i understand that sometimes it's it's a, it's a really necessary evil yeah. sort of thing, and it has to be done, and it, and it serves a purpose. I'm I'm not comfortable. I'm still not that comfortable with it. Um, but yeah, and you know that's why we were good together because Spook was, and you know, mm. it just worked. And, and he was great at it. You know, he yeah. would he, he wouldn't shut up. He could talk to talk. You know, it was really yeah. good. You yeah, know? some people just have that knack. It's it's a weird thing, like um, that this inanimate object. Oh, yeah, camera can 
for me, like if I can be talking to you and somebody comes up and says, oh, do you mind if we film this? Yeah. All of a sudden, my heart rate increases. You know, my anxiety goes through the roof just from this fucking inanimate object, this camera. Like, it's such a weird... When you relate it to in that sense, it's like, well, why is this thing interrupting my thought process and my stress levels when I'm just talking to Ben? You know, it's it's a... a, You know. I think if you can overcome that, though, like, it's... You know, you've, you've got such a strong message yeah. to share. Like, You know, I, I mean, I think it comes with a lot of practice as well. Yeah. You know, because, you know, like you said, some people get it naturally. Some people just, it, it's sweet, you know. Some people, it takes work. But, um, you know, like I've, ne- I've never put my name or face on anything. Because um, that's it's just not what I wanted to do. It was, you know, it was never about me. Mm. It was always about, you know everyone you know it was, it was mm. about the for me it was about the communities coming together and doing mm. it, which is what it was you know and it's been so good you know it's been amazing to, to see how it's all taken off and how well people have adopted it yeah you know um it's you know it's yeah it's 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 been been really good you know see people walking down the streets with the shirts still on these yeah, days right. you know i still get yeah. a bit of a yeah. bit of a thrill from yeah, it totally. you know yeah totally um i want to circle back around to you mentioned bipolar. Yep. So what does that... Obviously, as I, I know very little about the condition. Yep. Um, but I have read, as crude as it sounds, I've, I've read a number of like autobiographies of you know personalities and, yep. and TV stars and all the rest of it that have bipolar. And they've, they've sort of said as much as the highs are so amazing that they'll tolerate the the lows yeah is that something that you can relate to yeah for me it's you know i've i've got myself to a spot now where i actually appreciate the lows for what they are yeah um because what the lows are 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 a reference point you know so that i know that i know lows are going to come it's you know everybody has them Mm. um you know the, the easiest way to explain bipolar is just if someone's you know where people's emotions fluctuate bipolar they just fluctuate on a higher scale yeah on a higher and lower it's just so more exaggerated deep, deeper troughs higher peaks yeah 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 um yeah and so for me now i know they're going to come i know it's going to happen um but i also know that they're going to pass yeah you know uh, and, and that's just that's just myself um and but they're a reference point because without those Without those low points, how can I reference how good the high points are? Mm. You know, so I, I, I need that balance, um, and, and and that's just my, myself how I've how I've conditioned myself to to accept it and get through it. Mm. Um, you know, we all have low points. We all have times where we, we fuck up and we make mistakes, but that's life. I think it's very easy to kind of you know if you're having a bit of a shit day or week or month or whatever it is. Like I think it's, and I'm guilty of this because I have, you know, darker periods, and I'll recognise that dark period. Um, not to say that I'll wallow in it, but I'll, I'll see it for what it is. But then when I have a good day or an average day or an outstanding day, I won't acknowledge that. Yeah. And so I've just started. Like it's just a technique that I've conjured up myself and I'm sure maybe it's common but rather than only remembering 
the darker days and so you kind of attach yourself to yep. oh I'm a bit bit of a dark character or I'm prone to sadness or depression that when you um, recognise the brighter days whether it be a good excellent outstanding day then you start to see well maybe there is a bit of a balance and I do sort of fluctuate from one to the other it's not always shitty because I'm recognising each and every day yeah. it's like just part of this mindfulness yeah. expedition that I'm going on at the moment yeah good yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it's about accepting accepting yourself and being self aware yeah I think I think the notion that to be skipping down the street whistling being happy each and every day is just not realistic yeah like, I, I, I think we need to strive to be content um, and accepting of the good days and the not so good days yeah. you know I, I've, I, I've always say you know anyone that says they're happy all the time and everything like that's full of shit <laughs> but I come across these people and they're, they're yeah they seem fucking legit when they say it yeah I mean I, I was questioning it because I'm can be a dark motherfucker yeah <laughs> how's that even possible but yeah I don't know you come across these people though eh yeah yeah I, I just I don't know whether they for me do they put on a good mask Mm. Do, do they hide it mm. or are they in denial mm. you know and are they going to come crashing down from a from a greater height because mm. they've built themselves up to this I don't know I, I hope that these people are, are fucking good on them if they're happy yeah. all the time but I guess there's maybe you know they've put in the work with mindfulness and they've reached a heightened state of awareness and consciousness and so I don't know I don't know. It doesn't sit well with me. <laughs> yeah. But see, and, and then how do they know that if that's it, how do they reference that it's good? Yeah. Because if it's always good, well, it's, you need it's the just to- a flat line. You need the tones. Yeah, and you, you know, you you learn from things, you know, being good, but you also learn from things being bad. Yeah. You know, and, and things being tough and you learn from mistakes and everything like that. You've got to have that balance, you know. Yeah. For, for me, yeah, otherwise, how, how, well, it's just a flat line, well... How do you know that you're happy if you're just living on that flat personality yeah, well, or mood all the yeah, time? Yeah, everything becomes sort of homogenised, even if it's good. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. We're getting very deep now, <laughs> aren't we? <laughs> I think I'm out of fucking depth. Uh, it, it might be the waterfall <laughs> or something, I don't know. We're as deep as that pond, mate. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we the got pond some, with all the piss some, in it. Yeah, we've got some kids who are going to put their hands in the pond now. Yeah, please don't put your hands in there. <laughs> Shouldn't you guys be at school? Um, we just want to go. Okay. Are you on a break? Mm, we, have, we already went to school. Well, it's our first day. We find Wednesday. This is our first Wednesday. Ah. Awesome. All right, Benny, on that note, the kids are Sweet. here. Um, I think our time is done. Mate, so as I said, incredible admiration for no, you mate. as a man and what, and what you what you aim to achieve and what you already had achieved. Mate, mate, thank you very much. I appreciate it. And don't sell yourself short, mate. Like, you helped out with this year's uh, treadmill run. I was going to wait for you to mention that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mate, but no, you, you know, you and the young bloke came down and actually had a run at the uh, Maruba event. And then uh, you threw your hat in the ring for the Anytime one with the with the e-book. Mate, that was really good, you know. And they're, they're the things that, that have made it what it is, you know. And it, it's everyone... Chipping in, chipping and in, and doing what they can. You know, you know, you offered for next year to come and cook or something. You know, and and that's what it is. People just people give what they can, mm. and, and it makes it. You know, it, the bloke on the corner shop 
putting in 200 bucks is, is the same as mm. a big corporation putting mm. in 200,000, you know? Yeah, totally. You, you give what you can. To, up, up to what you can and what you can do, and yeah. that's what makes it what it is, mate. Yeah. Awesome. Beautiful. Thanks, Benny. Thank you.